Hello and welcome to the For Evansville podcast, a podcast about the needs and dreams of Evansville and where you can learn how to not just be in Evansville, but to be for Evansville. So Jonathan, can you tell us what we're learning today, what we're doing on this episode? Yeah, so this is the first episode of season two, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I really enjoyed doing a podcast in season one. Uh, I've never done that before yeah. and uh, we uh, we talked to a lot of really great guests. We did. It was a lot of fun, it a good fun. excuse to hear a lot of people's stories and learn more about our uh, city. And so today, before we do another great season of great conversations uh, and learn a lot of new things, I thought it would be good for us as a team to get together and um, maybe talk a little bit about the question that we asked all of our guests in season one, which is, when did you realize you were for Evansville? Or uh, maybe why are you for Evansville? And, um, our guests had really good answers to that question. And I would love to hear our answers to that question as well. And I thought maybe our listeners would like to hear that as well. It's also a good opportunity for our listeners to, uh, meet some new members of the team, one new member of the team, I guess I should say. Uh, so that voice (laughs) that you just heard is, uh, is, uh, Sarah Inman who just joined our team. And so, uh, Sarah, why don't you kick us off and we'll just each kind of introduce who we are and what we do at for Evansville. And then we can get into that question of, of why we're each for Evansville. And then at the end, uh, we'd love to kind of get into maybe what we can expect for this season. Yeah. Um, I'm Sarah Inman. I'm the director of operations here, which is honestly really fun for me because it's just thinking of strategies, efficiencies, ways to help create some new systems that make what we do work even better. And I've known of Four Evansville for a while, worked for a local church, and so was connected that way. But I think a question I'll even ask later is, because I think people ask me this, is why does Four Evansville need to exist? I think people ask me that, like, wow, that's a job. Like that's your job when you start explaining (laughs) what it is. And then when you start learning more about it and meeting people um, who are doing this thing of not just being in Evansville, but being for Evansville and learning the needs and dreams of the city, um, especially some of the nonprofit people that I've met, even just being on staff for two months now. And some people I already knew, but like I can share a, a specific story. So this morning, actually, I went to a site council at a local school and hearing them talk about not only the things that they're doing and celebrating the wins of their school, but then sharing how a local church came in and did something really, really simple. And I just thought, man, that is amazing. And all it took was a connection to other people. And that's what we do, you know, at Evansville Evansville is be able to connect people to that. And so for me, when I think of why I'm for Evansville is knowing that there's so many opportunities for more people to connect in simple ways, but make huge impacts. Like this was just getting snacks for kids at schools because some of them eat lunch at 10 o'clock and some eat at one o'clock. And so realizing, yeah, like it's wild. Like to think about the, in the afternoon, it could really hinder a student's opportunity to learn because they're thinking about that. They're hungry and being able to have a snack. That happens to me all the time at work. I'm like, I've got to go get a snack. That's why I've got dark chocolates on my desk. like, we're going to get a snack after this, right? So it's not my stomach you hear. It's going to be Jonathan's. (laughs) I was worried about that. But hearing that is just an add on to one of the reasons why I want to be for Evansville uh, is being able to connect people to that, but also seeing the opportunities of growth and really change and just a place where people can really belong 
and flourish. And so for me, I've been in Evansville for 20 years, and I think I realized I was for it when I started working in Evansville. It was yeah. a place that I really belonged and was contributing to and wanted to help see it grow. Very cool. Well, I'm Adrian. If we haven't been introduced yet, I'm Adrian Gregrich, and I've been on staff for about a year, and I'm the communications coordinator. And part of that is social media. And uh, mm. when this podcast comes out, you'll you can refer to our social media. Please go follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook. We've been a little quiet on social media because uh, Adrian yeah. was out for maternity leave and. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and nothing happened on social media. <laughs> so, yeah, when I came nothing. back, Sarah was like, I knew when you left because social went silent. I see it. There's the data. Yeah. It's not because we don't like back. you guys. It's just yeah, Adrian wasn't was here. To... But our first kind of post of the year, besides our merch, so I'll plug that as well. Uh, go buy a Evansville shirt. But um, was that yesterday we went to brunch and we started talking about our elevator pitch for for Evansville, but uh, apparently I'm not a great communicator because somebody thought I was asking what our my elevator pitch would be for Evansville, not oh. for for Evansville, not for the oh. for Evansville organization, for but for the city. How many like, what's the pitch for the city? But yeah. For, yeah, for the city, what would my elevator pitch be? And I've been thinking about that question way more <laughs> than anything. And that's a good one. I don't. So that's what I wanted to ask you guys today. Is like, what would your elevator pitch be for Evansville, not for us as an organization? Mm. And I don't know. Like, is there specific things that make Evansville unique? Besides the Fall Festival and our claim over Grippos, which you can refer back to an episode. Right. <laughs> well, also, oh. I will yeah. say, even at that brunch, though, when you gave your elevator pitch for, for Evansville, which is hard to say, using the four in front of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're really confusing everybody. It was really simple, and I was like, can you write that down? <laughs> because I want to use that when I'm sharing that, because I feel like what I say, it makes sense in my mind, but doesn't make sense to everybody. So. Right. Do we give it? Yeah, can you give All it? All right. Here we go. No, it's not, it's not polished at all. I say there's a lot of needs and dreams in our city, which is part of our um, mission statement. But there are a lot of needs and dreams in our city, and we just try to connect people together who are trying to solve those. So that's really kind of it. Did I say so more simple. before? No, I don't that's think so. it. That's great. Yeah, that's good. We, we put yeah. people in the same room to, to try to solve those problems. Because there's a lot of great people in Evansville who are trying to tackle these problems. And so our job is kind of being a – higher live level of listening uh, to those people and saying like, Hey, you should be in the same room as this person. Cause they care about those things uh, as well. And so then they can work together better to solve that problem. Yeah, that's very good. So if you have an elevator pitch, uh, for the city of Evansville, we'd love to hear it. You should yeah. hop on, hop on that Let's post on that and, and let us know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to have to give that some more thought. Right. Uh, I'm Jonathan Betcher. I'm the director of communication and storytelling at for Evansville, um, which is a really fun job. I love doing the podcast and we've done some films and things too. We're also doing a state of E report again this year, um, which is going to be really fun and exciting. And so, um, yeah. Are are we getting into why we're for Evansville? Yeah, tell right us now? why think, are you for Evansville? I think I answered mine, didn't sure. I? Okay. Yeah, I, was, yeah. Just, I wasn't sure if, if we you were want like, to right now. Now I'm feeling like I didn't or... because you had to ask, so I'm not sure no. if I did. Sarah, I just want to give the answer. I just wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure how deep we were, uh, deep we Let's were getting into that. So, uh, yeah, I I think for me, I've always kind of had this um, desire to like do good things, you know, uh, not not just out of like an innate sense of goodness, but I grew up in church and we had like a strong emphasis on loving our neighbors. And that was like a big part of our 
family experience growing up. Um, and so I think I always kind of had that idea of like, oh, I want to, I want to like love people and do nice things. Uh, and I think when I got a little older, I began to recognize that like the idea of loving your neighbor is um, maybe broader than just like doing individual acts of kindness or like being nice to individual people, but that there's a lot of um, like making right what's wrong in the world that goes into loving your neighbor. And, um, and so I guess that kind of like faith journey for me made me feel like, okay, what are the opportunities for me to actually do that in my real life? And um, like I said, whenever I was younger, I think I always imagined that I would like go away somewhere else and be part of some kind of great thing that was going on somewhere Mm -hmm. and make a difference in the world. Uh, And then just began to recognize like there's plenty of opportunities to make right things that are wrong right here in our city. And um, even in the circles that I'm already a part of. And so I think I began to be more for Evansville when I started to see those opportunities and began to like meet those opportunities Mm -hmm. and find like, there was almost like a sense of excitement and fulfillment of like, being able to step into those spaces and and see real change happen and work together with other people. So mm, that's good. Yeah. I feel like there are two types of people in Evansville. Those I think the oh three boy, here of we us, go. The three of us fall into that category of like we grew up here, we thought we would go away and do something better and live somewhere better. And then we ended up here and fell in love with the city. And then there's those that come later. But you seem like an exception to the rule to me because I feel like the people who like end up here that did not grow up here are like, this city is boring or like it doesn't <laughs> have anything to offer. But there's those those ones that we've talked to, it, their common denominator is once they started meeting those needs, mm-hmm. yeah, meeting the people in the city, uh, that's when they fell in love with it. And so I had someone today ask me like why do you love Evansville uh not what makes me for Evansville but just kind of coming from a place of just moving here um and not really knowing where to get plugged in she's like you don't have like a a team to rally around she's from (laughs) Kentucky she's like there's not a bourbon culture here (laughs) like and so I was like that's true Evansville doesn't except for maybe like donuts, but even then there's like rivalries. We can't just all gather around right. one donut bank uh, thing. You were like, <laughs> there we go. You were like bourbon. Have you ever had a Grippo? <laughs> like they're no. from Cincinnati, right? I was right. like, I really feel like the only thing that Evansville rallies around is the fall festival. But like, do we have anything else? Can you guys think of anything? Like, what makes Evansville Evansville? Oh, that's that's kind of like the elevator pitch question, right? Oh, uh, yeah. It's kind of really I just want everyone to answer that, please. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to ask it okay, in well, every I, way I can. <laughs> I have a couple things to say about that. Okay, go ahead. And by the way, I'm Ross Chapman. I'm the president and executive director at For Evansville. And here's what I'd say about Evansville. A um, couple things. First is degrees of separation. So you go to a big city and you are never going to bump into the mayor. You are not going to find the people that you want to connect with in the coffee shop or at the Mm -hmm. restaurant or wherever. But if you're in a city like Evansville, it's 
uh, pretty likely that that's going to happen. If you're out and about, you're going to run mm-hmm. into people that, you know, maybe can help you take a next step in your career, find, you know, a great house to live in or whatever the thing is. Yeah. And so there's not seven degrees of separation. There's two. Um, and that makes the city feel smaller, but also provides you with a lot more opportunity, yeah. I think. And that kind of leads into the second one, which I think is incredible. And that is that it, I think it's a lot easier to be a creator and a contributor than a consumer mm-hmm. in Evansville. Yeah. And, you know, living in bigger cities, I've lived in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Charlotte. Um, as soon as I moved back to Evansville, I mean, there were like 50 ideas about things that we could do in Evansville that aren't here yet that we thought were really cool in other places we lived. And the neat thing about that is you can, you can go do them. Mm. Like p- people are just excited for you to like jump in and contribute. Right. Yeah. Uh, they'll cheer you on and they'll support you. They'll be excited. You'll, you'll feel like a million bucks. You know, it's just, that's a really cool part about Evansville. Um, and I think that's something that I would say, like if I was just going to say, why would you move to Evansville? Well, you'd move to Evansville because you believe you want to be a part of building something great. Mm-hmm. And you want the opportunity to do it now, not when you're so successful in your career 30 years from now. Yeah. Uh, no, you can do it today. Do it right now in Evansville. So I, I love that part of it. And, you know, for me, learning to be for Evansville was a was a whole long journey. Um, I didn't move here with a lot of love necessarily yet for Evansville. Yeah. But as I got to know the people and see the things they were doing and the ways that you could jump in and contribute... Um, man, it just started like really seeing that this could be fun. Um, you can make an impact. You can contribute here. And then a lot of new things started happening, like coffee shops and restaurants and downtown. And this is like the right time to be in Evansville. If right. you're ever going to pick really a time is. in history yeah. to live in Evansville, I feel like this is, this is the right time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's what I was going to say is I think the ability to contribute, uh, was really compelling to me. It was like the the ability to make a meaningful contribution to like make a, yeah. make a difference, you know? Um, but in addition to that, you also have the opportunity to like experience how a lot of other people are doing that, you know, like there, there are a lot of people in Evansville who have recognized that potential and are bringing mm-hmm. yeah. unique contributions to the city that are like brand new and yeah. fresh and exciting. And so I think it's really cool to, be able to be like part of that momentum, but also to experience it and like new event ideas happening, new businesses, new changes to the city in general. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And it makes you think like down the road uh, when I'm a lot older to be able to be the, you know, the old grandpa is like, I remember when, you know, <laughs> whatever when that building happened. was imploded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like that'll, that's, there's something to be said about that. That's kind of cool. And to be able to look back on a city and to almost, you know, f- for me to be able to think about almost like growing up with the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat. It's fun to just, to me, think about the question you asked Adrian. Because I don't, I don't think there's a consensus answer on like no. what kind of like what do we rally around? What do we yeah. you know? I, th- I think there's some values that we all have. I think there's um, you know things that we point out in our city that we like. But yeah, it's a good question. I feel like Evansville is very unique, um, and and a lot of that is that there's no set culture. There's no like you said. There's no 
thing that everyone rallies around. So there's a bunch of different things and you don't, when you go to a different city, you kind of plug into their culture. But I feel like here, when you come here, you make your own culture or you like contribute, contribute to it. it. Yes. And it's still kind of trying to find its identity. So it is like the people who are joining it are, are growing up with it. That's what we are. You just said it. That's our thing. We're a place where you can contribute. Yeah. I remember I was talking to some friends a few years ago and they were both um, artistic and creative and people had asked them like, why are you live in Evansville? Like you're a few hours from Nashville, St. Louis, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Like why not go to one of those really mm-hmm. artistic cities? And they're like, you know, you can. And they're like, but there's something really unique about Evansville and something they said that was so simple. Like we can go to a coffee shop and we can plug in our computers. Like it sounds really silly, but like if you go someplace in Nashville, there's no seats. Like for a lot of those places, there's so many people <laughs> mm-hmm. that there's still an opportunity, like you even said, like to connect with people in some of those local places that you can't do um, yeah. somewhere else. And you get to be a part of like walking in, like I know Ross walks in to River City and they already know what he wants. Like it's yep. <laughs> pretty unique mm-hmm. as well yeah. uh, in places like that. Yeah. I have a question for you guys and I'm kind of, I'm kind of throwing this at you guys off the cuff. So uh, listeners, if this doesn't go well, this wasn't, (laughs) Um, but it is kind of related to what we wanted to talk about today, which is um, the kind of the role of listening and learning the needs of dreams of our city in uh, kind of making us become more for Evansville or fall in love with the city. Um, And I've heard from a number of people in Evansville, whenever I talk about like the state of E report or the podcast and how we want to really highlight particular areas of need in our city and help people understand them. Um, a lot of people see that as a really bad idea because, uh, it can create this perception that Evansville is like not a good place to live. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you highlight the needs of the city, if you highlight the challenges our city is facing, it's going to make people feel like our city is like defined by those things, which I don't think is our heart behind that at all. And I think whenever we actually engage with those topics, we do it in a way that uh, doesn't come across that way. But we've all kind of talked about how learning the needs of the city and the challenges of the city actually caused us to fall more in love with Evansville and not be like, ah, I can't believe I live here. Like the, mm-hmm. the, it has this problem and this problem and this problem. So um, I'd love to just kind of hear you guys' perspective on that. And if you've encountered that before or, or what it is about learning the needs of the city specifically that have helped you to love Evansville more and not less. You know what I mean? I think when you think about if you know what the needs are, that means that most of the time when we get information, even from our organization or other organizations we're connected to, research has happened. People have, you know, looked into it. It's not just like we're sitting at a a coffee shop or a bar or someplace and just talking about all the things that are wrong. There's actual data and information mm-hmm. that's showing that. And it's like, if we know that, then we can do something about it. And yeah. that's exciting to be a part of, um, to be a part of really growing with it, but not just sitting along the sides and being in Evansville, but literally saying, how can we be for making a change positively for things, for the betterment of all people in our city, uh, not just 
you know, one thing that we're trying to fix, but actually having solid information means that people are actually looking into it for a purpose. Yeah, that's good. And I think, again, like being that agent of transformation, like you're saying, it seems tangible here. Like you were saying, you can, instead of being, you can be creative here. Like you can be part of that agent of transformation and it seems attainable Mm -hmm. because it is like maybe a smaller area or I mean personally for me we are focusing on school partnerships this year and just like getting people into the schools to help our schools because if our kids are thriving then our city can thrive and um, just listening to the principals and their their hearts and just the school administration and their hearts for the kids and even just very practical things that they have given us examples of how we can help like that has changed my perspective of yeah I can I can sit with a kid and tutor them after school or just be a part of their life and then instead of me thinking like oh that school is terrible it needs tutors like I think that'll be really fulfilling for myself as well to just walk alongside a kid and make sure that they have a better future and so it's kind of this cyclical give back like if you give to the city it'll give back to you Mm. And I think that's cool. Yeah. I, I think that question in particular comes out of a, probably a good intention. You know, we don't want our city to be known for right. what's yeah, wrong with it. What, yeah. right? I think that's the idea behind um, it. Which is, which is good. We don't really. Uh, but I think it's, you know, the reality is every city has things that are not good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we don't talk about the things that aren't going right or the things we wish were different or better, um, I don't see how they can change. Yeah. Um, and so I, th- I think putting... Um, you know, a spotlight on some of those things and saying, here's something that's going on, but here's the ideal that we're all excited about and say we want to see in our city. I think that just helps people rally around it. Mm-hmm. Um, because as the people who say they are for Evansville or they love their city, um, they're going to want to engage um, and make it even better. Yeah. And, I, and I think you can't really in- become for Evansville or love your city if you just never see the need. Yeah. Is just because it's so easy to just keep your head down and do life. You know, you got so many obligations and family and all these things going on. Um, and you don't have to like look around and see what the environment is around you unless somebody calls attention to it. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, it's just, it's a balance of those things, but also recognizing like every city has issues. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Every city For I've sure. lived in has had many issues. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah. 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 I think yeah. it's important too to uh, pair. We we try to is pair the phrase needs and dreams. Mm-hmm. And so, for myself, or just a good practice in general, is okay. What's the need? Like this is an area of need, but so then how can that inspire us to dream? Like out of that need, what's right. the dream? And and seeing that and that causes inspiration and actually solving a problem rather than just complaining about it. Yeah, I think that's really good and. As you guys were talking, I was thinking about, um, I think for me as that, that process of learning the needs and dreams of our city, part of how that has, uh, caused me to fall more in love with Evansville is that every time I'm looking into an area of need in our city, I encounter people who are already engaged in solving whatever that need is. And I always find like a, a really genuine, love for people in each of those spaces. So you mentioned um, how school partnerships is like one, one thing that we're really trying to rally around and provide a lot of support for this year. And in that area in particular, like we've had the opportunity to sit down with some 
principals and teachers and nonprofit leaders who are engaged in schools and just to hear them talk about their passion for kids in Evansville is really inspiring right. and they don't see it as um as like this need that needs to be solved they see it as like an opportunity to invest in some really incredible kids and uh and so i think for me that's that's like a really exciting and encouraging um piece of that whole process is um seeing seeing the people who are already engaged already contributing and being inspired to want to to join into that you know mm -hmm. and yeah. and i love what you said about like within each of those needs there is uh, also an opportunity to dream about uh, what that could turn into like yeah. In the in with kids in particular, like we can dream about what does it look like for Evansville to be a place where every student is just well supported and has the opportunity to learn and grow and then contribute whatever their unique uh, contribution to the city is. So that's, that's what cool. you just said too. I think leads into why the Forumsville podcast exists because as right. you meet those people, you literally want to tell their story and share it right. with more people mm -hmm. than just you know, the small section that they're focused on. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I think we also need, uh, we as in just people in general, we need stories to motivate us. You know, yeah. uh, right. we just need to keep hearing it. We need to keep hearing, oh man, this person's out there doing that. That's awesome. Like, what can I do? Or what do I care about? What, you know, just challenge you to think, yeah. how am I using my time? How am I using my resources? Yeah. Can I do that for the benefit of others more? Um, and I think that's, something that we in our society, I think, celebrate mm -hmm. and we kind of raise it up and say, that's an awesome thing. And so I think people are looking for that, but we have to be reminded often. You know? Yeah. So let's hear the stories of people who are for Evansville and let's know what the needs are uh, and the dreams so that we can be constantly kind of challenged in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, we talk a lot in here about like not adding a whole lot of things to your life in order to be for Evansville. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think about that? We say that a lot. Mm. What comes to mind in your own lives when you're thinking, oh, I can be for Evansville, like just in my day-to-day -day world mm -hmm. rather than like, oh, I got to go start a nonprofit or I got to volunteer <laughs> right. 17 more hours say, a week or It can or get whatever, daunting of right? like, oh, I've got to add volunteer hours to my life. Um, like my example is I, I do want to maybe tutor a kid or, you know, sponsor a kid or something. And that would add hours to my life. But um, I was thinking back onto Randy Hobson's podcast episode um, where he talked about wanting to bring this cuisine that he had experienced. He wanted to bring it to Evansville. Mm -hmm. And so he did that. And again, that's like, okay, he started a small business and it's not small anymore, but, uh, and it's amazing. And like, yeah, we can't do that. Not everybody can do that either. And but in his every day, like day to day, he makes sure that he brings in people from Evansville and trains them to do the work instead of bringing the professionals outside of Evansville into his restaurant because he wants those those kids, especially he does invest in, in young kids. He wants those kids to have pride in what they do mm -hmm. and pride in Evansville and give them a reason to want to stay, which kind of addresses that issue of mm -hmm. all of us growing up in Evansville and saying like, I want to go somewhere else to do something cool. But he's trying to bring mm -hmm. that kind of cool factor to Evansville. So people can have pride in that. And I think anybody can do that, like invest in a, in a younger kid or 
even the people in your company or wherever you're working, just to have pride in where they live and make them see that they can be a change maker here. I think I can take that idea too. And um, a friend of ours and on our board, Austin Max Amers, he used to always, we, we worked at a church together. And one of those big things he'd always say is we'd try to have an event towards something instead of just going to an event that was already happening in our city. Mm. And I've always looked at that of being like, that makes so much sense. Like you can literally be for the city when you just go to like, again, I'm a West Sider, Franklin Street Bazaar, just showing up and being a part of it and being a part of the city. Uh, or if they have a movie at the park, it's pretty cool. And it's fun to watch, you know, like Goonies and the park, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. fun. And, um, and showing up and being in those spaces, not because you need to do anything, but just to be there and be a part of celebrating the things and the people who are a part of it. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think there are a lot of opportunities too to invite other people into our lives in meaningful ways, because in each of these needs that we're talking about, what we're really talking about is people and what we're really talking about is neighbors, you know, yeah. um, our neighbors in the city. And so uh, we can talk about an issue like foster care or um, students who are experiencing poverty Um, And that can seem really daunting because it's this big systemic issue, but what it really is, is people in our city. And so how can I invite one of my neighbors who is being affected by that issue into my life in a way that's maybe going to make a little bit of a difference? Um, And so it's been cool uh, for me because I feel like oftentimes we will be working on like a film or some kind of storytelling effort around one of these issues and opportunities either. I don't know if the opportunities just like happen to show up whenever we're doing that, or if because I'm paying more attention to that issue, I see the opportunities more, but like right now we're, you know, we're thinking about school partnerships and uh, there's a young man who's a senior in high school who has just kind of become part of our life and he hangs out at our house uh with us and plays with my kids and we go and we work out and uh it hasn't added any extra work or taken any extra time for me because he's just like part of our life now and you know and is spending time with us uh and and is actually adding a lot to our life you know not not taking away time and energy but actually adding like energy and helping, helping us around the house and stuff. And so, uh, I think whenever we can look for those opportunities, uh, we don't have to start something new. We don't have to, we just have to say, what am I doing in my life right now? And Mm -hmm. what are the opportunities I might have to invite somebody else into that to just be part of my life with me? So, yeah, that's good. Well, we're excited about uh, the rest of this season. We're going to have a lot of really good guests uh, for you to to hear about. Uh, as as we've mentioned several times in the course of our conversation, a big focus for us is school partnerships. And um, I think a lot of us have, you know, a lot of us can relate to school because we've had some sort of education. Because we had to. Some, we had to relate to school. <laughs> in some way. We had no choice. <laughs> uh, but, but even beyond that, you know, schools are a very, like, integrated part of our community. And we're all connected to a school in some way, directly or indirectly. And... Um, I think we might have an idea of what school is like still, and it might be accurate or it might not be accurate. And I think what I'm learning 
as I talk to more people is my perception of school and what students are facing uh, is, is uh, in need of an update often. And that there's a a lot that I have to learn about that. And so we're going to be learning together on this podcast about um, schools and students and a lot of other um, topics in our city that kind of relate to that. So we're excited to share those conversations with you. And then in the second half of this year, we're going to be releasing another state of E report where we'll look at um, some of the big picture, like needs and dreams of our city. And we'll bring on guests who can kind of unpack those things with us as well. So we're really excited about it and we hope you'll join us. Yeah. If you have any questions or we haven't filmed the whole year yet. So if you have any topics that you would like us to dive into or explore, we'd love to do that. Uh, again, make sure you follow us on social media at Poor Evansville on Instagram or Facebook. And if you want to answer those questions about your 30-second pitch for Evansville or, again, give us topics that you want us to explore, that is info at poorevansville.org. Thanks for listening.